Hi, this is the Alex Bonish Presents, episode uh, two. And uh, today I thought I would go through uh, some of my tips for business travel. During my career and uh, since I left university, and in fact, during my sandwich year that I did at university, I did a year in industry before I completed my mechanical engineering degree. I uh, have done a lot of business travel, both in Europe, when I lived in Europe, in the US, since I uh, moved here, but also going between Europe and the US, Europe and Asia, Europe and Africa, and uh, US and Africa and to the Middle East as well. So I feel reasonably well qualified to talk about this and it's a subject that I find interesting. I really enjoy my business travel. I do find as I've got a bit older that I get quite tired with these different things and with traveling and stuff. So my jet lag is often a bit worse than it used to be. But I still find that uh, the things that I'm going to go through today really help me sort of manage how I'm feeling and help me manage my energy levels while I'm around and help me also guard against some of the common things that can go wrong when you're traveling, which I think we've all experienced. And um, so I wanted to share those with you today and feel free to add yours in the comments below when I've posted this, I'm always interested in what other people think. Some of the things that I've picked up here, I've picked up from other people and uh, it's been really useful and I'll, I'll talk about that as I go through the list. Little uh, word about yesterday's podcast. Thank you so much to everyone who listened. I just checked and uh, we've got about 35 people who listened to yesterday's podcast. So I'm super stoked about that. I'm really happy. I posted it on my personal Facebook page, my, uh, my business Facebook page, my Instagram and uh, LinkedIn and uh, the response has been really nice, really great and really overwhelming and I'm very appreciative of that and very thankful for the feedback that I've had and also some people volunteering to be on the podcast who weren't on my original guest list. So that's even more exciting because then we're going to have even more stuff to talk about in the future. So uh, let's get into the list. So these are basically my top 10 essentials for business travel. Number one on that is a really basic one but once I started using this and bringing it with me and having it with me all the time that I travel, I now found it completely indisposable and that's wet wipes. I actually travel with two types of wet wipes. I travel with baby wipes and I travel with the sanitary wipes as well, the things that you can use to sanitize surfaces and what have you. And I've added in there as well as a sort of a 1A, 1B uh, hand sanitizer as well. I always have one of those little mini bottles of the hand sanitizer gel in my backpack or my laptop bag for obvious reasons. Quite often when you're traveling, and it's not necessarily, a lot of people think that these sanitary things are a problem in Asia. I find it's a problem wherever I go. It's very dependent on where you end up with. You can find a restroom which doesn't have any towels, it doesn't have any soap. So you're left with, you know, you might not even wanna to really touch the sink because it's that bad. That's why the hand sanitizer's there, right? It's a backstop so that you can make sure that your hands are sanitary so that when you're handling things that you use all the time and then you're going around eating, you're not going to make yourself deliberately more sick than you need to. As with the sanitary wipes as well, this is something that I only started recently. Actually, once my daughter was born, I started caring about this a bit more. When I get on the plane, whether, you know, no matter what class of the plane I'm in, I will wipe down the seat area and the, um, the, the, the tray in front of me as well. So I, I only started that, yeah, a few months ago, my daughter was born because I just didn't want to. I wanted to try and minimize what the different transfer of you know bacteria or whatever you, you know you can look at that could be going in. Since I started doing it, 
I've noticed a lot of more people on flights doing it. It's much more popular than it used to be. I hardly noticed it before. And then I also noticed that when people see me doing it, they'll say, oh, can I have the wipe or can I have a wipe? And I'll always give them a fresh wipe and let them have a uh, a bit of a wipe down as well. So uh, it sound, that sounds bad. But uh, yeah, I mean, it in the cleanest way, obviously, you know, wiping down the tray, guys, you know, get your uh, get your mind out of the gutter. OK, um, then obviously the regular wet wipes I use for myself, I use for cleaning my hands off. If I've got dirt on there, you know, hand sanitizer is great, but your hands aren't going to be sanitary unless you're removing the dirt and then sanitizing them afterwards. So, you know, the mechanical action of cleaning is as important as the chemical action of cleaning. In fact, it's probably more important. I might be able to get some references for that, but I'm pretty sure that that's the case. What I also use the wet wipes for is if I'm on very long, long haul flights, what I will tend to do is I will tend to uh, have a bit of a wet wipe shower, you know, before I go to sleep or when I wake up or both in order to just help me feel fresh. And I'll go into this a little bit later in the, uh, in the list as well with some of the other items that I have and uh, explain why that is and how that feels. And uh, it's just great to be able to get off that flight after 16 hours and not feel, you know, like you've been sat in your own sweat and, you know, the crumbs of your food and that you haven't changed your deodorant in the whole day and, you know, or the whole 16 hours. So I really like to uh, do that and I find that it makes a really big difference to my energy levels once I get off the plane and step either it's directly into a meeting or go into the hotel to try and get to sleep, you know, before a, before a meeting the next, next morning or even a travel on the next morning. And that makes a really big difference for me. It's a, it was a real game changer for me when I started doing that and uh, it's definitely something that I would recommend everyone else do. The second one is one that I uh, got from a gentleman called Paul Check. And Paul Check is a um, holistic healing shaman. He's a little bit out there, but some of his stuff is really interesting. But his recommendation and the logic was that you should be carrying salt with you all the time. Now, why should you be carrying salt? Well, firstly, because most food tastes like crap when you're traveling and putting your own salt on there, high quality salt, not the crap that they usually have at the restaurants, is going to make your food taste better so that's great the other thing is that the majority of the water that's served on flights and the water that you get in hotel rooms the water that you get particularly when you travel in asia and actually here in the us that's normally available is not spring water it's not tap water which you generally want to avoid when you're traveling for obvious reasons it's purified water which means that it basically doesn't have any of the natural salts and minerals that we need in order to help our body absorb the water. So our level of absorption of that water is extremely low. Um, I was listening to another podcast the other day, in fact, the Gary V podcast, and he had the CEO of a, a company called Liquid IV on. And uh, that's something that I'm planning on trying. I don't use it myself right now. I actually literally carry out a, carry around a little Ziploc. I should have, should have brought it here of um, Himalayan sea salt. And every time I get a bottle of water, or a glass of water when I'm on the flight, I literally take the smallest pinch and I put it in. And doing that made a massive difference to my energy levels. My hydration, my absorption of that water went up. I wasn't uh, peeing as often as I did already. And on the podcast, uh, the CEO of um, Liquid IV mentioned that if we're drinking purified water, we can be absorbing less than a third of that bottle of water into our bodies with some sort of mineral assistance and mineralization of the water, 
we can increase that to almost the whole entire bottle that we get. So obviously then, you know, if we're actually taking in water and it's all coming out again, or most of it's coming out again, that's actually dehydrating us rather than hydrating us. And that's not what we want. We know that being on a plane is going to dehydrate us even more. And so we want to overhydrate or hyperhydrate. I once read someone used, I don't know whether that's a real word or real phrase, but it's just, you know, how it is. I, um, I really like that. I found it's really important for me and it makes me feel much better. It's, I think, the, probably the number one thing on this list that beats jet lag is getting better hydration into you. So that's, uh, that's a really good thing to focus on. Next is uh, a general category. Number three is entertainment. Now, entertainment is uh, always important when you're traveling because there can be a lot of downtime. I highly, highly recommend getting noise cancelling headphones. I've used both noise cancelling headphones for the past six years and I find them irreplaceable on any flight over two hours. I just, you know, I think the reduction in the background noise helps you feel less stressed when you're traveling. And I think it just makes your overall experience because you can actually hear the movie you're listening to. You don't have to listen to so many people coughing around you. If you want to sleep, I put the earbuds in and then I put my headphones over the top. So I get a double sort of filter of, um, you know, the noise. And they make a really big difference and they make the entertainment on the plane actually usable and enjoyable, I find, without them forget it really you know you're basically cranking the volume up hurting your ears and you're not really hearing anything any, anyway i also also tr always carry with me a book and usually my ipad as well which has movies and i usually generally use that for browsing the internet and uh, watching youtube and stuff while i'm traveling and that works really well for killing down time now of course you could take the ultra productive approach of i only bring my work laptop because i only work I find that I work best when I have some downtime and I have some time to rest my brain, whether that's going out for a walk or going to the gym or going to the bar for some drinks with some colleagues or, or whatever it is. I like to get some downtime from work because I feel that that makes me more productive the next day so that my brain is more rested. You may be different, but that's just uh, how it works for me. I also get really bored on flights, so I need a lot of things in order to keep me entertained while I'm there. Number four, emergency Imodium. Now, if you don't know what Imodium is, it's basically tablets for stopping your diarrhea. I don't think I need to go into deep, much more depth than that. Very recently, when in fact on my last business trip to Asia, I needed a lot of Imodium. I didn't have enough. It was a problem. Make sure you have plenty of Imodium. Number five, spare phone charger. My phone charger at the moment is in New Jersey. I'm sat in Texas. I have a spare phone charger. It's not a problem, therefore. I always travel with two phone chargers and two phone cables and sometimes even three because of my iPad. And so, therefore, I never... I always leave these things in hotels. Always leave them in hotels. I don't know how many I've lost over the years, how many I've left plugged in or in the office or in the hotel room and just forgotten to pick it up. But I get through probably three or four a year and I need to go out and keep buying them. So I always carry a spare with me because if you run out of that at some point during your trip, if you're changing around hotels or you're moving around a lot or offices, then you could be screwed for the rest of your trip and you're going to have to go out and you're going to have to buy one. It weighs nothing. It costs relatively little to have one in your bag. 
So I always carry a spare one with me. It's really important and uh, it's a real essential. The other one is another thing that I got from uh, Paul Check, and that is oregano oil. Oregano oil is considered to be a really powerful um, herbal remedy. I'm not sure how real the effects of it are, but from the recommendations of Paul Check, he always travels with oregano oil. And uh, obviously, if you're English, I apologize now. What I mean is oregano. Uh, and uh, sorry, I always have to laugh at that because I'm becoming so American, I will naturally say oregano, and then I hate myself a little bit because I'm losing my Englishness and it's very emotional sometimes. Um, the oregano oil is meant to help your system purge any problems that are coming that way. So maybe if you're picking up a little bit of a cold or a little bit of a stomach bug, the oregano oil is meant to help your system actually purge that more quickly. Now, I have no idea of the science or not or pseudoscience behind this. I, I did read an article online from Paul Check about this and I decided it sounded um, legitimate enough that I now carry some of it with me. I've used it on a couple of occasions and I have to say I'm not sure whether it's scientific but I feel like it has helped me avoid going into having a full-blown uh, cold that I've caught while I'm traveling and uh, so I rely on it. Uh, quite a bit just to help me out and maybe it's just an immune system booster maybe it's bullshit I don't know so uh, but I just do, do carry that around with me then we're on to number seven and this links back up to uh, the wet wipes in number one I know you were waiting for this and I know it's very exciting for you all to hear about this I always bring a change of clothes with me on overnight flights and I bring my toothbrush and my deodorant with me so once I've had my meal and then it's really the time that I should try to be going to sleep, if I'm feeling asleep, and then I can talk about that maybe a bit after this, if I'm feeling really sleepy, then what I'll do is I will go have a wet wipe shower, brush my teeth, put new deodorant on, and I will change my clothes, usually into sweatpants or shorts uh, and a t-shirt, something that's very comfortable, something that's natural material and loose fitting, and then that's what I will sleep in. Um, another tip to go along with that don't ever walk barefooted around in a plane don't ever walk in your socks that's disgusting wear your shoes or take a pair of plane shoes with you that the end burn afterwards just do that uh, so that's what I like to do I like to have a, a nice clean set and then I will change back before the flight is coming into land that way the clothes that I'm traveling in or arrived at the airport in and started the flight in, they don't stink, they don't smell, they're not so crumpled, they're you know much fresher for me to go straight out in. Also, I usually sleep better because I'm actually in more comfortable clothes and you know potentially warmer or cooler depending on what the, uh, the flight is. Usually when you're going to a hot place, they'll run the AC you know not so much and so you'll find the plane will be a little bit warmer. If you're going to a cold place, they'll run it a bit colder. So Usually if I'm traveling to Europe, I will wear sweatpants. If I'm traveling to Asia, I will take, you know, sweatshorts. So that's how I do that. Number eight, power extension cord. For some reason, for how amazing and modern all of these hotel brands are, they're absolutely useless at putting power cables and power sockets into their rooms. The number of times I've turned up at a uh, star, a four or five star hotel, that should be perfectly set up with USB plugs or you know a full setup of power sockets close to the bed because you know that's where we all sleep and that's where we all want to plug our phone in. And then the actual phone, the closest power socket has been 
over the other side of the room or at the desk where they've there got a ray for plugging everything in. I've lost count of it. I think it's absolutely crazy that global brands that are supposed to be customer orientated don't do this more. But to avoid it, I carry around an extension cord. I think it's crazy that I have to do that, but I do. And uh, I find it helps me out a lot. And uh, it's made it good because I use my phone as my alarm when I'm traveling. And in fact, I use it as my alarm when I'm at home as well. Number nine is gym gear. Uh, those who know me will know that I'm not the biggest uh, gym guy in the world. I go through phases where I will go to the gym. Currently, I am in a phase where I'm going to the gym and it's awesome. But I find that going to the gym, particularly after a long flight, helps blow away some of that jet lag and those cobwebs and helps you sort of get your system back and go. So, you know, going and just, you know, getting in the pool or uh, going on the treadmill or I, what I like to do now, which is lift some weights, uh, really helps me. And I find it a very useful part of traveling to help that reset and help that mind, you know, cool off from the travel and, and everything like that. So gym gear for me is an absolute essential. If you like to go running, going running around cities is fantastic. I've done it all over the world. Uh, you know, some of the most beautiful runs that I've actually been on in my life was when I was on a business trip in Cape Town. Also, I did a fantastic run one morning with a colleague uh, in, uh, in Bangkok, which was uh, fascinating going around all the back streets and the uh, sights and some of the maybe less pleasant smells that they, they have around there. But it was, uh, it was beautiful to then go running through the parks and see everyone out there in the morning doing their Tai Chi. And the same with Hong Kong and Shanghai as well. Both really, all really good for going out for a morning run. And number 10, the last one, is uh, a thing that you can buy in Sweden and, you know, uh, called Resorb. And Resorb is back to a little bit what we were saying with the Himalayan salt, and that is used in order to help you hydrate your body. However, this is probably for when you've had that business dinner the night uh, before and you're going to bed, maybe with a few more drinks than you planned to inside you. It, it happens to all of us. It's happened to me for sure. And uh, the Resorb really helps you with that extra level of hydration and help you be there in order to uh, operate properly in the morning and, and be up and bright and shiny. No one wants to be the guy in the office with the red eyes and the, the heavy bags under their eyes. And, you know, we don't want to be there. You can avoid doing those drinks, but sometimes with clients, it's completely unavoidable that that's the case. And sometimes you, you want to be social and you want to be out with your friends and that's great, but you need to be able to perform you know, when you're, when you're up again in the morning. I use Resorb and I pick that up in Sweden and it's a, it's a great thing. I, I don't use it as much as I used to. Um, and, uh, but it, it really helps me in the way that I feel and I feel hydrated and I feel more energy when I wake up in the morning and uh, particularly helps my stomach in feeling, feeling uh, much better. There are things like the liquid IV, I assume is probably very similar as well. And that's used by a lot of sports people here in the US. So I'm gonna get some of that and I'm gonna give it a try. Uh, instead of the salt even for uh, for my next trip, which is actually coming up fairly soon. So in summary, most of these are just about trying to manage jet lag, trying to manage what some of the common problems can be while you're traveling and just trying to make sure that your trip isn't full of small hiccups and things that are going to get really annoying. I hope you found this list interesting. Uh, it's been a bit fun going through it. It was fun writing it today, just uh, understanding exactly what I was going to put in here. And uh, I look forward to talking to you all, all tomorrow. Uh, thanks very much. Goodbye.